everyone, it's Luke Wright with Jamie Eisner here, back for another FRS Sports Podcast breakdown of a basketball game. That was one of the more exciting NBA playoff games of this postseason. I, I think you were looking for a good game. You, you mentioned to me in the first half that we just desperately wanted a really, really good game here. You can't ask for much more than this. You've got overtime between the Cavs and the Raptors, where the Cavs don't lead until about 40 seconds into the overtime period was the first time they took a lead. And they came out with a, a victory that they kind of desperately needed. They haven't had a win like this yet. I think we all knew heading into this there was no way that Toronto was going to win two game ones back to back since they hadn't done it once in over 10 years. But yes, this was finally an exciting game. We had a, we've had we had a few this playoff series, but we've had so many blowouts in that first round. So it was nice and it was refreshing to be able to have at least one good game uh, tonight. I, we're still obviously the verdict's out for the second game. But this game had a little bit of everything. It, it, had, a, it had a little bit chippiness, of... Chippiness. A lot of chippiness early and late in that game. There was I'm a lot of pushing Fred around. Fred Van Fleet tried to, to fight LeBron. Drake tried to fight... Kendrick Perkins, LeBron and Drake like, exchanged looks. LeBron, uh, Kevin Love landed an elbow on, was it DeRozan? Yes. That he elbowed? So, so, so LeBronville's launching into the first row of the stands trying to save up. I mean, there was a lot to go on in this game. This is one of those rival. I'm going to use air quotes when I say rivalries here. Because I honestly feel like the Raptors feel this is a rivalry. And Cleveland doesn't. Because this is just kind of always a case of like, well, you can't really call it a rivalry if one team if never one team wins. wins all the time. Yeah. Yep. But this is finally Toronto's first opportunity at getting a win in a playoff series. And they could have gotten off to a great start. They could have, they were up, I think, 15 at one point in, yeah. in, the, uh, in the third quarter. This is going to sound a little basic, but I'm going to say it anyway. If you lead or are tied the entire game, you should win that game. Hot take. Hot you should take win that game from uh, Jamie Eisner. Like I, I it's, uh, this was the everybody that I don't want to fall into the same traps with Toronto because I don't want to fall back on the same cliches. But boy, it's hard not to because you look at the team what they did here. You have a double digit lead, you blow it. You have a lead in the fourth quarter, you blow it. You have a chance to hit a game winning shot in overtime, you blow it. You have a chance to hit a game winning a game winning shot at the end of regulation, you blow it three different times was, in the paint. It was more than one. They they had a good How four do you not or five make opportunities. Any of those totally. shots. This is this is why people get so frustrated with Toronto because nobody on basketball Twitter had any confidence that anybody on Toronto could hit a game winning shot. And you know what? The Raptors proved them right. They could not. I saw one tweet that was uh, from an NBA writer who's currently in the in Oakland. And him and the he's in the press room obviously for the Warriors Pelicans game that's taking place right now, and he said that uh, everyone in the press room was laughing at that final possession because everyone in that NBA press room knew there was a zero. I looked at you beforehand and I said, "There's there's zero percent chance Toronto makes the shot, right?" Yeah, I mean Alex Molikov, who was on the the preview pod uh, anchor for this game, said the same, had tweeted out the same thing. Was like, "I would truly want to believe somebody on Toronto could hit a game winning shot, but it's not going to happen." And it didn't. Yeah, and and here's the crazy thing. Kyle Lowry started off with a good game. He was hitting shots. And then what happened? He, he just, went away. He just shrugged it. And you saw it. It's the Vassal Yunus game. Yeah, the JV player. Uh, but you you saw at the very end, Kyle Lowry had opportunity. He had an open three. He hesitated. He drove. He 
made a bad pass and yeah, gave him a turnover. Three two. I mean, and it's just a case of you, there's nobody on this team except for Demar Derozan, and Demar got elbowed in the face so hard it's possible he didn't even know where he was the final possession of the game. The Cavs have plenty of flaws, and I, this is the series is far from over. But this is a soul crushing loss for Toronto. This is a game at home that Toronto needed to win, had in control almost the entire game, and let slip through its fingers. That's bad. I, I just, I'm, I am seriously worried now about Toronto's ability to come out of this series. And I know a lot of people were in the beginning, but Toronto was, again, 2 through 15, probably a better team than the Cleveland Cavaliers. But you cannot lose a game like this on your home court. This is devastating. So heading into game two, what are some of the things we're looking for from Toronto? Uh, I, I need to see 48 minutes. That's what I need to see. I need to see 48 minutes of solid basketball because they played about 40 solid minutes in this game. They came out strong and then they faded. They faded at the end of the first half and they faded at the end of the second half. And that's a problem. And they, they by the way, they weren't run off the floor for most of that overtime period. And uh, honestly, here the problem is that's what we look forward from. That's what we look for from the the Raptors literally every game, and we still have not seen it. Even seen it. even in the first, even against John Wall and the Wizards in the first round, they they still had trouble closing out. They, it's just it's tough for me. I, it's I I don't. Obviously, you can win game two and everything's evened up and everything changes. So, again, I don't want to overreact to one game. But this is the kind of devastating loss for a team that has a long history of devastating postseason losses and losing postseason series at a remarkable rate. I just wonder if they have the ability mentally to come back and make this a series. What this game does for me is it it shows that literally any team in the East right now can make it to the NBA Finals. I would not be surprised if any of the four remaining teams – showed up in the NBA Finals against probably Houston or, or Golden to, State. To, to get swept by Houston or Golden State. Probably. But I, to, to me, that, and that's not a good thing for the NBA. No, but at least at least this postseason run is going to be enjoyable. The Finals might not be, but everything along the way is probably going to be better than it's been in the years past. So the, so the opposite of what last year was? Pretty much. Okay. Well, that's all we have for you. This is Jamie Eisner. I'm Luke Wright. We will be back at the end of the Warriors-Pelicans game to give you another breakdown of that. Uh, Stay tuned to FRS Hoops.